0: Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by The Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch off, the $500,000 platinum jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it. Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 platinum jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. (laughs) I like to get a tree that I can look up at rather than down on. I want it to be tall enough for me to be able to look up at it.
1: But do you want to look up at it in a way that you're as tall as the, um, you know, the bit before the leaves start, the the branches start, sorry? Do you want to be, like, underneath it looking up at only branches?
0: (laughs) Wait, do you mean... Do you mean there's a a six-foot-two stem... Yeah. Betty's ba- trunk. Yeah. And then the tree that <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, that. Would, I would, do you want that or do you? I mean, like seven foot, not forty foot. <laughs> Redwood or nothing. Okay. For this, for this boy, <laughs> I, I mean, like, yeah, about seven foot. I want to be able to see branches above me, rather than just that spindle, but but not trunk, 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 trunk. Six foot three. Okay. Branches, decorations.
1: I thought you just wanted to look directly up and see it.
0: Dig me a ditch and let me look up at my tree.
1: OK. OK, well now we can gauge what we want. Well, we should pick one out, then.
0: These are all tiny. These are all tiny little shitty ones.
1: Yeah, you're good. You're just going to have to stand next to all of them.
0: Don't get a tree if you're going to get one this small.
1: Well, some people, not everyone's as tall as you and not everyone wants to look up at a tree.
0: Happy, happy to.
1: Some people want to look down on the tree, I don't know. Wouldn't do for everyone to be the same, would it?
0: I guess I just can't empathise with anybody who wouldn't want to look up at a tree.
1: Yeah, you struggle with that.
0: Mm.
1: This one looks pretty good. Stand next to it.
0: Yeah, this one's perfect. hey Look up at it. I'm looking up, but not... Yeah?
1: No, I'm looking up. Yeah?
0: I am looking up. It's nice. Yeah. It's big enough. Yeah. All of the spindles have dropped off.
1: Hmm. The best.
0: It's the perfect Krampus tree. Should we get it then? Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Great. Let's go get it then.
0: Have you got cash or a bit, I'm a bit, a bit strapped at the moment? If you could just get this one.
1: Uh, I've brought nothing. We uh. could rob it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's just drag it back. I'll sort it out with the guy later. Okay. Right. Come on. Let's grab it quick.
1: <sighs> oh dear! Okay. Yeah. If you Okay. Yes, it goes. Oi, where are you going with that? We'll pay for it later.
0: Oh, I I got the I got a store I've been researching at the Speak Down library. Oh yeah. Yeah, I found like a great Cutchy, Krampus story. Oh great! If I could read it to you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Or... Yeah, yeah.
0: Can you take the tree? It's just I've got I've got the book to read out of.
1: Well, could you not tell me a different time? Like read the story a different time.
0: No, I've got the book now. Do you not know how a library works? I... This is this book isn't mine now. I've borrowed it from the, gov- the government. <sighs> the council.
1: Right. Okay. Go on then. Ah, get up.
0: Benry, the old librarian, showed me where the sort of Spooktown history section was and I found this book and there's a chapter in it. it's by Elsa Flossen and the chapter's called Spooktown's First Christmas I thought it was quite interesting If I may?
1: Yeah, yeah, go for it
0: Thank you Are you okay with the tree?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll have to be
0: Back when Spooktown was just a cold huddle of canvas tents, wooden buildings, and a gallows or two. Bound together by plight, hope, and the chance of a warm seat and frosty beer at the tavern, a travelling salesman, under cover of darkness, rode his cart down Main Street, a wet dirt track that followed the will of the people and bent to their whim. He rode past old, worried faces in the dark that turned away at the sight of his lamp. He passed mold black alleyways that echoed with gibbering voices and the gnashing of tiny teeth. He rode past the water fountain, where Ollie shot himself after downing a bottle of Jaeger. Do you remember?
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he passed that.
1: Gosh, what a mess.
0: And up to the market stalls, on that night, the 24th of December, sometime in the 14th century. The salesman, tired from what must have been months of travel, jumped down from his cart, passing on the reins to his wife, patting all nine of the horses, which by some sickness or curse were horned and gifted them a carrot from under his great coat by way of payment. He then set his sights on the tavern. It's now a mobility scooter hire place you know, on Nut Street. Yes. But I think it's a step up, to be honest. But back then, it was known only as Claw. A sign hung outside the tavern, swinging in a cold wind. It was as though a huge claw had torn through it, lodging itself into the metal frame. The salesman had never seen a sign like it. It made him uncomfortable, like an unimaginable beast narrowly missed his head with its massive paw and was waiting to strike again, this time with deadly accuracy. He pushed the thought aside, and with it, the door to the tavern. The pale light that pooled like sick outside the windows of the tavern originated from a candelabra that hung from the low ceiling. It ended at about waist height, so patrons had to skirt the room in order to get to the bar. And there were plenty of patrons, but all was quiet. It had the air of a church emptied for a burial or a playground without children. Not because the salesman had just entered, no. This was a sustained silence. It colored the walls gray. Even the floorboards had a begrudging respect and barely whispered when the salesman walked in, around the candelabra and up to the bar. He took off his great coat, by far the loudest thing in the room, and in a thick German accent, he asked the barkeep for a sherry. The barkeep, a normal aged man, with a thin beard and thinner lips, nodded to the salesman. ...poured a rich tart sherry and placed a full tankard on the bar. As soon as the tankard hit the wood, the patrons of the bar started thumping their fists on the tables before them. Thump, thump, thump crashed their hands. A terrible drumbeat that naturally drew the attention of the salesman. He surveyed the bar. Everyone in there was staring right at him. Hang on, I'm going to change that.
1: Ed, I don't think you can write in library books.
0: Thump, thump, thump crashed their hands. A terrible drumbeat that naturally drew the attention of the salesman. He surveyed the tavern. Everyone in there was staring right at him, pounding their flesh and bones into the wood, driving home the beat. Some who did not have a table used their own legs or heads as makeshift drums, adding to the cacophony. The salesman, alerted to this new circumstance, calmly took a sip of sherry. Before he had a chance to swallow, the drumming sped up. Thump, 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 thump. He turned back to the normal aged man, whose thin lips opened like a paper cut into a smile. ''Drink up?'' said the normal aged man. Before he could stop himself, the salesman took another sip. Again, the drumming frenzy increased in both speed and volume. People began stamping their feet as hard as they could. The salesman continued to drink and the drumming roared. There was no joy, no dance. They stared, they pounded their fists, they bled. It was such a big tank of sherry. The salesman slammed the empty tanker down on the bar, gasping for air. Everything else was still. He turned to the patrons one at a time. While it felt like all eyes were upon him, he could not make contact with a single pair. Except for the normal-aged man, who winked. That one was on the house. One more for the road? No, said the salesman. I've seen enough here. And with that he got up, threw on his great coat, tossed the coin into the tankard and walked to the door. He turned, framed by the exit and spoke. To the rest of you, at midnight I set up my stall. I urge you all to come and see what I have to offer. The normal aged man spat. And what do you have, old man? I have joy and good tidings and Christmas spirit. We'll see about that, Nick. And with those words, the salesman was violently thrown out of the town as though an invisible cannonball had hit him in the chest. The door slammed shut and the lights went out. Not a creature was stirring. The salesman rose and dashed off to his cart, his horses and, most importantly, his wife. He's here, the salesman barged through the flap of the tent. I know, his wife replied, I heard the drumming. We have to set up now, growled the salesman. His wife pointed to a large spruce tree. "'covered in red and green wards that glinted in the firelight. "'For protection,' she whispered. "'Who's that?' asked the salesman, pointing at me. "'I don't know. She came in with you?' "'Oh, I'm just recording everything that goes on in Spookton "'for the history books, don't mind me,' I said, beautifully. Carry on.' "'How much longer will the workers need, my love?' "'There's not enough time. "'They're working as fast as their little hands can. "'Just then, from outside the tent, came a drumming. "'It was the same as inside the tavern, and yet somehow ancient, "'older than mountains.' Thrum, 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 and then silence. Even the snow stopped its descent. Old Nick, come out, come out, wherever you are. It was the normal-aged man at the front of a mob of townsfolk. You said you were here with joy and good tidings, but there is no joy here. There is nothing you can get your Klaus into, he cackled. The salesman's eyes turned black. His wife grabbed him by the arm. Don't, he's too strong here. Ho! The tent whipped away into the back of the cart. Ho! The snow whipped up a storm, spinning around the town and blinding all. Ho! Tiny, incomprehensible men wearing aprons appeared behind the salesman. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen and Mark. The horses with their horns flew into the sky, arced upwards and descended on the normal aged man. They pulled up just before hitting the ground, scattering them and around. "'but the normal-aged man reached up and grabbed one of the horses by the horns, "'dashing it to the ground. "'The salesman and his wife gasped. "'Well, well, well,' purred the normal-aged man. "'A Christmas cracker.' "'He pulled the horse in half with an unholy ease, "'blood bursting forth like a popped berry. "'He hurled the corpse back at the salesman, "'who fell to his knees to pick up the body of his friend, "'losing his life to the snow on the ground. "'The crowd had now surrounded the salesman, his wife and the tiny workers.' You have no power here, Klaus. This town belongs to Krampus. And with that word, his legs unfolded backwards and horns rose from his head. It looked excruciating, but he enjoyed the pain. He towered above everyone, and the drumming began afresh. Oh, I've waited a long time for this, Klaus. A long time. He reached down to pick the salesman up. But just before his claws wrapped around his blood-soaked crimson coat, the Krampus screamed out. Ah! The spruce tree was protruding from his chest, thrown with fearsome power by the salesman's wife, who panted now upon the cart. ''I think it's time we were going, Klaus,'' the salesman's wife said. Klaus sprinted to the cart, and they rode out of Spooktown, leaving it forever to the Krampus.
1: Ah, oh, so it's a story of how Krampus saved Krampus Day. Yeah. That's really nice.
0: It's lovely, isn't it?
1: Yeah, really nice to learn yeah. a bit of history.
0: That's what I thought, sort of, uh, yeah, read it out to you. I think it's it's probably a little bit, um, I think there's some exaggerations there. It's very flowery for a history book.
1: Yeah, a few uh, 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 descriptive words thrown around, wouldn't
0: there? Yeah, that makes me not believe it as much, but I think also, like, just the idea of, like, was it it's Christmas? Christmas. Christmas.
1: Yeah, is that what it's.
0: Ooh, it's a nice Christmas. C- yeah. Bava berry berry Christmas. Yeah, it's
1: mad, that, isn't it?
0: It's just all S's. It doesn't make any sense. Krampus Day, Krampus Day. Everybody's here for a Krampus Day. That's yeah, happy a, Krampus
1: know. Day. Yeah, yeah. That's a chant.
0: That's a ch- You got yourself a chant right there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know, the apparently, the Krampus used to wear green until he mm-hmm. did all those murders? That's no way he wears red.
0: What? That's that's not true. It's he used to wear green and then in a Pepsi advert they made him red and then it stuck.
1: Oh, I thought it was the murders.
0: No no no. no there's pe no, there's a Pepsi advert.
1: Oh okay. Well if me wrong then is it?
0: It is you wrong and I'm glad you said it.
1: Ah. oh my god, this tree is making me my hands bleed Krampus Eve blood. Right, this will do.
0: Great. Have you got the matches?
1: Yeah, but I've only brought matches though, is that enough? Do we need you did insist on a big Krampus tree?
0: Yeah, but this is I mean this has been drying out since the nineties. This is this is gonna go up like nobody's business.
1: Okay. If you're sure.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be a hit. If you light like the top end,
1: uh huh,
0: and then it'll just spread all the way down. And if you light it from the bottom, it's going to be trash. All right, but, but if so if we top,
1: do, we light it flat, light the top end, and then you just put.
0: I'll just hold. I'll hold it. For push the, it
1: up, but I can't reach the top.
0: I'm going to invert your... it, Kath. I'm going to invert okay. it. I'll yeah. hold onto it. It'll get hot for me, but it's Krampus. I don't mind.
1: Yeah, you wanted to look up at it. so Yeah,
0: uh, you light it from the bottom, which is now the top. Mm-hmm. Well, you, no, you like it from the top, which is now the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hold on to it until it, it gets a good heat going.
1: Okay. You ready? Ready?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Ah. Uh, how does it look? It's really nice. It's really nice. Yeah? I feel very Krampus-y, cr- Yeah. Yeah. Same. Ah. <laughs> <same. laughs> oh, ah. Oh, oh, this is it. This is the magic. Oh,
1: oh, happy Krampus Day, Ed.
0: <laughs> happy Krampus Day, Kat. is <laughs> here. <laughs> Happy Happy Krampus Krampus Day, one and all. all. Don't eat too many bugs.
1: (laughs) 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 This has been a Little Wonder production. Music from Crochery Viney. Logo artwork from Sue's Hughes. Voice by Melanie Waters. With special thanks to Beth Forrest,
0: Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Whittaker, and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder Include, Here to Judge and I Wish I Was an Only
1: Child. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.